0: hello welcome (laughs) if you do not know me my name is em uh i am a film major here at the university of cincinnati technically not film technically it is dmc but to many of you that you don't know what that means so (laughs) essentially just film uh and as somebody who is going into the film industry um there's a lot of movies that i've never seen that you would go what do you mean <laughs> you haven't seen that movie trust me i get it all the time <laughs> so uh welcome to this podcast culture m as in them like you guys but also m as in me hi i'm m um yeah so let's get into it um some of the some of the movies that are to come uh you know granted granted I've watched them (laughs) some of the movies that I have come uh that I haven't seen that are considered like film bros would be like what do you mean you haven't seen that uh Pulp Fiction Interstellar which that one is no thank you to me you know like, I don't doubt that it's an amazing movie. I'm sure it is. I love Matthew McConaughey. Um, I watched the movie Gravity when I was like, I think maybe 13 or so. And I just about like pissed my pants. Uh, and I have a, I have a really, really bad fear of space ever since. Uh, you know, just like the nothingness of it all. Just like we're on a floating rock in the middle of nowhere. And we could just if if things just went bad we would just be in space and we'd all die (laughs) starting the podcast on a light note that's terrifying (laughs) i don't like space and i've been told that interstellar is even worse than gravity so i don't want to watch it but for the sake of (laughs) the content (laughs) maybe we'll watch it i don't know and then the other like really oh my god you haven't seen that movie movie uh, that I haven't seen as the Godfather I haven't seen any of the Godfather movies I know you come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding I know that (laughs) but that's about it so oh and then also alright so I feel I have to defend myself a little bit when it comes to these movies okay I technically have seen them the last time that I watched them or the only I shouldn't say the last time the only time I've watched them uh was when i was like nine i want to say uh i stayed up i rented all of the lord of the ring movies on not rented i got them i checked them out from the library from our local middle of nowhere ohio library and i stayed up on a saturday night (laughs) On a a church night, I stayed up and I watched all of the Lord of the Rings movies back to back, (laughs) all three, on our parents, my parents' little, tiny, um, I'm about to show my age, a little portable DVD player that we had that we would take on trips (laughs) and stuff, because you know, it was like 2010. I watched all three of the movies back to back. I spent like nine hours doing this, because there's three of them, they're they're each like three hours, I think. and I even like I got in trouble by my parents cuz they told me to go to bed and I was like no I'm in I'm in the middle of the third movie like I'm almost done I'm not going to bed so I like stayed up with my portable DVD player in my bedroom and like turned it all the way down so no one could hear And my parents came in my room, and they saw that I was still awake. And boy, oh boy, did I get into trouble! (laughs) I think I got grounded for that, (laughs) for that one. So technically, I've seen the Lord of the Rings movies. I just I remember literally nothing. This is the this is the one uh, nice thing about (laughs) having both terrible memory and just ADHD in general is you know that concept of like. Oh, I wish I could watch this movie again for the first time. If you give me long enough, I can. <laughs> like, if you give me enough time, I will I would not remember any of what I've watched. There's some old TV shows that I'll go back that I used to watch, like, as a kid. Oh, my God. I used to watch Avatar. Sorry, this is just now, like, ranting, but I don't care. Um, this is my bad, guys. <laughs> as a kid, I used to watch Avatar The Last Airbender all the time. And it's still to this day. One of my favorite TV shows. It is so... I think it's one of the best TV shows that's ever been made. Hot take. I don't care. It is such a good show. I used to watch it all the time on Nickelodeon as a kid. I watched it recently, like, two or three years ago. Like, sat down and watched all of it. I I didn't know that was the plot. (laughs) Where was the plot? Maybe I was too busy, like, being in love with Prince Zuko at, like, you know, six years old. But as a kid i I was like, "I didn't remember. I just know that he's the avatar that's all I know about this t v show i thought i I thought I knew more than I think I did i guess um, but the movie that we're talking about today that I watched is a filmbro classic filmbro's uh Filmbros love this movie, and I watched it for the first time last night. i didn't look up anything about this movie, all right, and i honestly. I haven't since watching it I haven't like uh I haven't looked up anything about it like you know context or like you know other people's analyses because I wanted to give like my pure thoughts of like you know what I think about it and then I honestly in a little bit might look up some reviews and stuff see what because art and movies is like nobody's own interpretations are wrong you know but it is interesting to like have your own thoughts originally and then look at what other people are saying and then go oh you know what no I think they're actually right or oh no 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 like I think I am right um I think what's funny about these sort of movies though um oh we have to add American Psycho to the list American Psycho is the one that I think about a lot when it comes to film bros um 'cause I haven't seen that movie either i know I know the theme I know the theme of Christian Bale <laughs> walking down the hallway with his headphones on, and <laughs> it's like me walking <laughs> to my <laughs> ten a m class listening to Phoebe Bridge <laughs> 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 casually like that meme um, I know that clip from it, and I know like the cover poster um. But like that's it. I haven't seen the movie, but I know that movie is like one of those that's like the asshole film bros who are like American Psycho, and he's my he's um, and my idol. Blah, blah, blah. Like that's not the point of the movie. Like I guess I do know more about the movie than I think I do. Like I think he's like he's a murderer, right? And well, it's the list we can cover it later. But like those types of movies where like girl you missed the point (laughs) like he's not supposed to be like the ideal man like it's a it's almost like a joke it's a parody and that's kind of what I took away from this movie okay so we'll talk we'll talk about that now uh Fight Club so going in didn't know much I was like I think Brad Pitt is in this (laughs) which he was uh I was correct about that and then I knew the rule number one about Fight Club don't talk about Fight Club I knew that because that's in like that's a joke throughout all of television at some point in time. And then I was an idiot. <laughs> and I thought... <laughs> I thought that Jake Jake Peralta as in the character from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, <laughs> which I love that show. I've only seen up until I think like season five, but I love that show. I thought that he loves this movie. <laughs> and then I remembered, <laughs> like, I was almost to the end of the movie. <laughs> and I was like... That's Die Hard. <laughs> I had the completely wrong movie. <laughs> no, it's not this movie that Jake Peralta is like, I love this movie. He loves Die Hard and I'm an idiot and I mixed up the two movies and I have seen Die Hard. It's not a Christmas movie. We, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> I mean, that's subjective, but that's a different argument for a different day. I won't say it's not a Christmas movie. If you want to watch it at Christmas time, go, you do you. I watch Little Women every Christmas. Um and that's arguably also not a Christmas movie but oh and then the last thing I wrote down that I, lo- that I know about this movie is that film bros love it um, I can't tell you how many classes I've been in where film bros are like will it fight club <laughs> so um, but we'll just go through I wrote a lot of notes Ooh, I did I write a lot of notes while watching while watching this movie um, yeah I wrote down a lot this movie was a lot I think I have multiple notes at multiple different times that just says this period movie period is period insane. This movie is insane. What is this movie? Um, Right off the bat, I was like, oh, my God. I saw the opening credits. I was like, oh, my God. I didn't know Helena Bonham Carter is in this. And then I was like, oh, my God. I didn't know that the Hulk slash the asshole billionaire from Glass on Unison (laughs) this. Edward, i know his name i know it's edward norton um i didn't know he was like the main character all i knew was brad pitt (laughs) so um movie opens immediately off the bat the the visuals are like great um the whole thing with the gun uh and those those shots were really cool those are those type those types of shots where i'm like how did they do that how do you did they actually i don't think they actually maybe they did though did they actually do close-ups of Like the inside, not the inside, but like, you know, the part where they show the top of the barrel. Did they actually do close-ups of that? Or did they, is this all, you know, special effects? And this movie came out, okay, so I didn't know until midway through the movie. This movie came out in 1999, and so I'm trying to keep that in mind, too. Um, Because there is part in the middle that has to do with airplanes and an airport, and I did unintentionally watch this movie uh, on (laughs) 9-11 yesterday. Because today is September 12th. Um, And I was like, well. And then I was like, did this make... Because that is a a thing in cinema, is having to gauge like when you see an airport scene. Because obviously post-9-11, airports completely changed. Like, everything about them. Um, So that's a thing in cinema and just media. And just being like, did this thing take place before (laughs) or after? Uh, And I couldn't tell at first because there is a joke about having to um like investigate somebody's luggage but yeah right off the bat I said I just wrote down hello this is so chaotic um the yeah the visuals are super cool um I love at the beginning when he's like in his office in his day job um I love I love any within cinema making fun of corporate america i'm all about that i hate corporate america you can you can (laughs) quote me on that if you like um i don't like corporate america um and i love i just wrote a script the other day that was kind of digging on corporate america actually um so i love i love within movies and in cinema and tv when they make corporate america look very gray and very boring because it is (laughs) uh until you've like worked within corporate america and had to like do that thing where all of your personhood is stripped away corporate america sucks um anyway um oh right off the bat making fun of men the whole the whole I was like so thrown when the movie started and suddenly he's going to support groups like all these different support groups and I was like there's gotta be like you know like I can't here's the thing I watched this movie and I was like I can't tell if this movie is intentionally making fun of men or if it's unintentionally making fun of men like I can't tell if this is a an actual like critique on society and like how we treat men because if it is I'm behind that I agree um but I was like what is going on (laughs) um yeah, I wrote in all caps, not going to all these support groups. I was like, what is going on? He's going to support groups for people who have testicular cancer, and he very much does not have testicular cancer. Um, I wrote giggling at this penguin. What was that? Oh, in the cave. Oh, oh, my God. And I forgot to go back. Oh, my God. So there's at the beginning. I forgot to check that. Oh, let me look this up. So at the beginning, there's like these flashes uh you can see like little fight club flashes flash frames um flashing frames oh that's tile okay so i wondered okay so at the beginning there's these little flashes that you can see and i was like what is that but i didn't want to like go back and look until i'd watched it all the way through and then at the end of the movie i completely forgot to check again um i wondered if it was because later in the movie he's talking to tyler and tyler talks about at moot he used to work at movie theaters and he would put flashes of porn on screen um to be like ha, it's a penis <laughs> you know y- you know men <laughs> so i wondered if like that was a joke that they incorporated but it makes more sense if it is Tyler like they explained that later like uh, what Tyler does working at movie theaters and I was like I wonder if that's what that is if that's a joke and then you get the joke later because he explains that he does that but that makes more sense (laughs) that makes more sense that it would be that it would be more (laughs) just like I don't know intentional deep metaphorical than that i guess um oh i was shocked by helena's uh american accent which she sounds great she has a great american accent by the end of it i was like mm, love you sound a bit british but um oh yeah and then the whole like just her character it's marla right i think i think it's marla because i wrote later on i was like i love marla <clears throat> um yeah, but Helena's, Helena's character, I, I think it's so funny the way that I immediately was like, oh, men can do a bad thing and they can, like, lie and go to all these support groups and lie to people so that they can actually feel something because they're not emotionally stable. Um, and then the second a woman does it, they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, yo, what are you doing? What are you doing? That's not okay. <laughs> like all right (laughs) um oh and then i also wrote uh the one support group i said let my girl chloe get laid you know i support chloe (laughs) and spoilers by the way this entire podcast if you're watching this or listening to this i mean and you haven't seen this movie what are you doing (laughs) if you're listening to this going i haven't seen this movie and i don't want to hear spoilers sorry there's spoilers (laughs) um Let my girl, but let my girl Chloe get laid. She deserves that. She's dying. She's the only one, the only like character that we've heard talk from these support groups that is actually dying. Like, Bob is fine. Uh, like his balls are gone, but he'll be fine. Well, we, he isn't fine now, but he was fine. (laughs) He was fine until. And by the way, I still don't know Edward Norton's character's name. Let me look this up. Because throughout the movie, I was just, when I wrote notes, I was just calling him the Hulk <laughs> or Edward Doran. Oh, he doesn't have a name? <gasps> no, because I wondered that. Oh, my God. Okay, my mind is blown once again. He doesn't have a name. Sorry. Holy oh mother. Holy oh my god. That oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> this suddenly makes so much sense. Um no, that's why I kept I was like, I don't know his name. I'm sure they've said it at some point, but I think I just missed it. But no, they don't give him a, a name, it's just referred to as the narrator. Jared Leto is in this movie? How did I, w- uh, who is Jared Leto? <laughs> I love that I didn't do like, I, cause I wanted it to be like an authentic uh, analysis. So I didn't, I didn't do any like reviewing before going. <gasps> oh my God, that is Jared Leto. Oh, I didn't recognize him as a blonde. Oh my God, this is insane. <laughs> what is going on? Oh my God, that is him holy wow all right well that's jared leto i'm learning so much i didn't want to like research it after i watched it because i was like this is going to be authentic i want this to be authentic um but wow that is jared leto that is in fact is there anybody else i know from this movie that i missed i don't think so richmond arquette is that like What's his name? David Arquette. Is that his sibling or something? Um. Anyway, back to what we were talking about. I can't remember. Oh, <clears throat> just the fact that like. Uh. Well, yes. Let Chloe get laid, <laughs> and then also how like men are just like. Uh, you know, <laughs> like, and that's why I'm like I think I think I think it was intentional. I think this movie is like a. i don't want to say it's like a caricature but i don't know but like just the way that like tyler's whole character is like the ideal to men not even to women though because that's the thing about like the not to be that film major but the male gaze versus the female gaze and like to men brad pitt's character is like the ideal man he does not care at all He gives no. I can't say certain words. (laughs) He doesn't care, Um, and like there's just this like nonchalantness about him. And but also he's very very intense when he wants to be, and he'll just like the whole thing of Fight Club just started because he was like, "Hey, just punch me, just hit me in the face," (laughs) um, and so that's why I think is because. I think that's why it's intentional is you have this character, Edward Norton, who is like really sad and really depressed and has like nothing going on in his life. He talks about, oh my God, the Ikea bit had me like crying, laughing. I thought that was really funny. And then at the end, <laughs> at the end, when Brad Pitt calls him Ikea boy, I actually like went Ha! <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> there were some jokes throughout this that I was like, this is pretty good. Um. But, like, just, like, this character that just, like, doesn't have much going on in his life. And also can't sleep and no one is listening to him. That's why I think I can't. Okay, so this is going to be a hot take. I said last night after I watched this movie, because I watched it with a couple friends. I was like, this is a feminist movie. (laughs) And they were like, what are you talking about? I was like hear me out like it's all about the way that like we treat men as a society this is a feminist movie like the the way the there's one female character in the movie well there's a couple but there's like one main one and throughout the movie the way he like uses her Like, she's used as an object, and it's not until the end when you realize what's going on that she's like, dude, you're fucking nuts. Oh, I set up. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) She's like, dude, you're nuts. (laughs) Um, And, like, you know, like... She's like, you need help. Get get some help, my guy. And, like, she suddenly is, like, a person at the end of the movie, which I thought was really interesting. That suddenly this whole time we haven't really heard anything from her point of view. And then when he realizes that Tyler is not a real person, suddenly she becomes a person. And, like, she has thoughts and feelings and whatnot. And I was like, oh, my God. Um... I tried I, I'm I know I'm jumping all over the place but I tried to I was trying to do this in order um but I just wrote down at one point men not being able to access their emotions is so question mark question mark um th- there were a bunch of parts throughout this movie where I was just laughing though um I was I'm still kind of confused on like why he was on an airplane why he was traveling like i it was probably for work or something but maybe like he just hopped on an airplane because he has nothing going on in his life i don't know to feel something i guess um yeah i was like he suddenly what is he doing he's suddenly on he's suddenly on an airplane i don't i don't know what's happening where is he going and then brad i just wrote in all caps brad pitt (laughs) brad pitt is here now um and then, all right, so this is where you go, <laughs> M. what the hell are you talking about? Because I've already probably got you scratching your head a little bit by saying this is a feminist film. Um, and then I'm also going to tell you that half this movie feels so gay. <laughs> Listen, half this movie is, and I was so confused and at this at the end it made sense. At the end I was like, oh, maybe this isn't gay. But also, is that still gay? Half this movie, I was like, Brad Pitt wants to sleep with the Hulk. He wants to sleep with Edward Norton. Like, what is going on? Like there's like there they have this woman, this woman between them and like he's like, Don't tell him about us. Don't tell him I was like, us? <laughs> Don't tell him about us. What does that mean? Like what is going on here? Like I wrote down, I said, "Is dot 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 Brad flirting with the Hulk?" Question mark? Um <laughs> Like the when they first meet on the airplane, I was like, "Huh?" And then the more it went on, I was like, "There is some weird tension here. I don't know what's happening." Um, someone explained this to me. It just, it just felt very gay i'll say it i'm not afraid to say it if you disagree that's fine i just it was it was a little gay it was uh, okay and uh um i don't (laughs) i don't know uh david fincher uh might disagree with that but you know like i said that was my that was my perception he did gone girl oh, i didn't know that oh he and he did girl with the dragon tattoo so you know what i yeah i stand my ground this is a feminist film <laughs> i think this is a feminist film my guy david Fincher, he's doing great <laughs> um oh and yeah and then his apartment blows up and i was like what huh? what do you mean what do you, who and then i was like wait Did he blow up his apartment? And then later, I was like, oh, he didn't blow up his apartment. And then I was like, Tyler blew up his apartment? And then I was like, oh, okay. I figured out what happened. (laughs) Um, Oh, and then when they're on the airplane and Brad Pitt says the thing about he sells soap for... And then he's like, did you know you can make explosives, blah, blah, blah. Which I don't know if that tracks. I don't think that's true, but... Who's to say? Um, also you don't, that whole scene when they go and get fat, human fat from the, from the liposuction place. I was like that. There were a couple, there were a couple scenes. I'm not, I'm not too bad with like violence and stuff. There were a couple scenes where I had to look away and was kind of gagging a little bit. For some reason, the bags of fat. I, yeah, no, thank you. I'm good. I didn't need to see that. Um, Oh, and, okay. so <laughs> Um, I wrote down at one point just is this movie going to make sense soon? Um, which it did later. It did later make sense to me, but it did. There was a lot of the movie that it did not make sense. This is also a very, very, very long movie. I was not expecting this movie to be this long. Um, how long? I think it's like oh, it's just over two hours. I think it's like two hours and fourteen minutes, which is a it's a that's a pretty long movie um but yeah i was like i like the big um, i think there were some parts i mean i this is what, like in one of the last notes that i wrote as i was like this is one of those movies i have to go back and watch again after i know the plot twist because like the plot twist happened and i was like oh my god is all this is crazy what is happening um (laughs) sorry i just i just looked down at my notes and i put in all caps hello he's pissing in the chili (laughs) which i forgot about that 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 happens this is what i like this like i don't know if the movie's actually funny but it's so insane that i was laughing because i was like what is going on i don't know what's happening um Yeah, and then so suddenly they're at the bar. His apartment is blown up. They go to this bar, and they're just talking. He's like, just ask, if you want to come to my house, just say that. And I was like, oh, okay. And then suddenly he's like, hit me. Just hit me. And all I could think about was that scene from Fleabag. And again, all of the references I'll make, you're going to be like, you're the most stereotypical um, film major. Like, I make fun of male film majors, I'm also a pretty stereotypical female film major. So it doesn't matter. It's fine. Um, (laughs) But all I could think about was that scene from Fleabag where the the lady is, like, the business lady is, like, men come up with excuses to touch each other and, like, they create wars because they don't have, like, anything going on inside of them. I think that's the entirety of this movie. (laughs) And then also they start hitting each other they just start beating each other up and then obviously that's the premise of the of the entire thing but i was like men come up like uh, like you're oh, I can't, like it just baffles me a little bit i was like like they just come up with excuses to touch each other and that's why i think it's gay is that like just you could just be normal if you just want to touch your like if you want to like be affectionate towards your bro just do it kiss the homies goodnight, man it'll be okay <laughs> just you know i think we're coming to like i think we're doing better as a society about that you know i i say better very lightly i do not you know <laughs> i would say that there's a lot to be done still but um you know just if you want to kiss your homies goodnight kiss your homies goodnight you ain't got to punch anybody in the face you know like you wanna do you wanna feel them up a little bit just just do it man like that's like the way that like to be able to feel anything men have to like put themselves through intense physical pain is just like it's kind of asinine to me they like you know, like women already on a day to day basis, like both both cis women and AFAB people on a day to day basis have like so much happening and like there's just constant pain all of the time. So we don't have to really go out and punch each other in the face to feel something. Life is already ridiculously hard and i'm not saying it's not hard for men because clearly this movie like if and this is why like i say it's a feminist movie because if men were allowed to just feel and like everything was fine this movie wouldn't exist if men were allowed to just like express themselves the whole beginning of the movie is him going to the doctor and being like i can't sleep and i don't really have a will to live and the doctor goes well that's too bad well you you gotta you just gotta sleep you need natural sleep I'm not gonna give you meds like what <laughs> I'm sorry what did you say huh <laughs> what do you mean um like just men not feeling like they can talk about those things and they'll be listened to um but uh, I'm just like to be able to feel anything. You have to. You have to physically beat the crap out of someone else, huh? And I get it. I get you know, like you know, like boxing exists, whatnot. But th- that's different. <laughs> that's so different than this. Gets c- like clearly out of control. The way he accidentally starts a cult is kind of hilarious. A little bit, um. Oh, and the way the way Edward Norton punches Brad Pitt in the face—the first one when he goes, "God, you punched me in the ear! What is the ear?" Oh, that made me laugh. It was really funny. It was it was pretty good. Um, oh, and then like even oh my god, even more like this movie is gay. The the line where Brad Pitt goes, "They fight," and then he goes, "We should do this again sometime." tell me that that is not a line that happens at the end of every single hookup in every movie ever two characters will hook up they have like a one night stand whatever take somebody home from the bar whatnot and then they go we should do this again sometime and you're gonna tell me that this movie isn't like just a little tad bit gay it's kind of gay it's kind of (laughs) gay (laughs) just wrote famous line after hiccups this is gay (laughs) oh and then they're in the house or whatever and that the quote is fart smell of steam fart smell of steam and i don't know why that just made me laugh and i was like what is this movie this movie is crazy that's a very funny line um oh i got to the famous rules part oh the no (laughs) The no shirts, no shoes rule. <laughs> You're going to be like, shut up by the end of this. <laughs> Stop saying this movie's gay. But the no shirts, no shoes rule, I was like, it sounds like that j- <laughs> that joke that's like, it's not gay if we keep our socks on. <laughs> no shirts, no shoes, gotta keep your socks on. Oh my god. Uh, after that, I just wrote, men are insane. Um... Oh, I thought the soundtrack was really good afterwards. Um afterwards. What did I say? After I wrote it in the middle of my notes that the soundtrack was good and afterwards I was like, yeah, this is a good this is a good soundtrack. Like there was I think the scene when like Fight Club is starting, um they have a they have like a pretty good I don't know what the song is, but I was like this is this is great. Um oh, and then they're talking about like famous figures like historical figures that they would like to fight, and the first person the first person that Brad Pitt says that he would like to fight is Ernest Hemingway uh, what well, I just like I'm supposed to think that this movie is not gay, and the first pit the first person that Brad Pitt lists that he would like to fight is one of the most famous gay poets that has ever existed (laughs) what the hello hmm okay oh and then i noticed that at the beginning of the movie he says he doesn't smoke and then by the middle of the movie he is in fact smoking um oh yeah and then so we're at the I just was like, they're stealing. He was like, oh, we need to steal human fat. And then I was like, is this cannibalism? What is happening? Uh, oh, and then and the, the one part where he like backtracking a little when he is talking in the airport um, or in the airplane and he's like, oh, I make soap. I was like, oh, that's the cover. Um. Oh, the the hand burning was insane. I was like, this is a lot to watch. This is very intense. Uh, th- that was kind of one of the moments where I was like, I don't know um oh and then he gives her a breast exam why was that in the movie i there were some parts of the movie where i was like why is this here and again i'd probably have to do like an actual deeper dive uh on the plot but i was like "Why? why how would he know how to give a breast breast exam like i don't i don't know what's happening um let me I'm gonna try to try to not just ramble on for like because we're already at like 40 minutes um oh and the fight between Lou and Tyler was hard to watch it was hard to watch that fight was hard to watch and then the fight between Edward Norton and Jared Leto which I now know was Jared Leto I didn't, I didn't know that was Jared Leto before <laughs> but the fight between them was so hard to watch I like had to look away um uh mm -mm, no thank you um oh the scene (laughs) again this is like random parts that just made me giggle the scenes where they're like go start a fight with a stranger And it's just, like, the guy spraying the hose on people. Like, obviously, later in the movie, like, this is not funny anymore. It's very serious and it's very much an issue. But the scene where he's just, like, spraying the hose on people. and, And, like, the priest is, like, he's fighting a priest. And they're just, like, it's the most silly fighting you've ever seen. Like, it's not, like, the bloody, like... They're just, like, slapping each other. That made me go, I thought that was really funny. And then the scene with Edward Norton when he's in his boss's office and he, like, beats himself up. I was, like, I was, again, laughing. Like, it's, like, I don't know if it's supposed to be funny, but it's so outrageous that it's kind of funny. Um, oh, and then I just wrote in all caps, gay, at some point. (laughs) Half these notes is just, like, this is gay. Um oh and then they were poor raymond i wrote justice for raymond um also then th- there was a moment that made me laugh but he goes what did you study biology why i don't know <laughs> Felt a little too real as somebody who has changed her major uh going on five times now felt a little too real um Oh, and then Helena Bonham Carter, Marla says, uh, tells him that Chloe died. And I wrote, rip, Chloe. I hope she got some dick. (laughs) Oh, and then Bob is turned away, right? Like, he's like, they're like, you're not allowed in anymore. And I wrote, rip, Bob. And then that later comes back to bite me in the ass because I didn't know Bob was actually going to (laughs) die. And I later, I think I wrote, wait for real, rip, Bob. Oh, I said, yo, Bob is dead. Hello? Um, the whole Project Mayhem thing was crazy. Um, that's the part of the movie where I was like, uh, Oh, and then they go to, like, cut off the guys... The one guy, the security guy, they go to cut off his balls. And I was like, there's gotta be a metaphor in here somewhere about the fact that we started at testicular cancer groups and now they're, like, threatening to cut off people's balls. And I'm assuming the whole the whole metaphor is just manhood and like how easily threatened men are kind of you know um i guess um the upside i wrote the upside down shot was cool what shot was that i can't remember i like can see it in my head but i don't remember at what moment that was um oh i wrote (laughs) i'm hearing a lot of quote about you and me for a movie that apparently isn't gay (laughs) um and then tyler was gone and then i was like okay so he did blow up Uh, the he did blow up his apartment all right um oh my original thought was that There was something said. My original thought that the twist was going to be, which I'm glad this wasn't the twist because I think this would have been a lame twist, respectfully. Um, They said at one point that Tyler gets facial reconstruction, like every few... And I'm not... Okay, I don't mean that as in movies who follow this trope because I know there are movies with that sort of twist. Um, I'm sure they're fine. But... I thought that the twist was going to be there's that line where he says, oh, he gets facial reconstruction every three years. I thought it was going to be that he got facial reconstruction to look like Edward Norton and that there were going to be two Edward Nortons. Uh, I'm glad that's not what the twist was. But I wrote I was like, did he get facial reconstruction? And then I just wrote, what is going on? Is he made up? Oh, my God. I'm screaming. Um, And I don't know. I guess the thing is that he's schizophrenic, um, which. That's. If that is the case, that's a very kind of... I don't know how I feel about that. I don't love the media's portrayal of people with schizophrenia. People with schizophrenia are very valid. And they are just living their lives. And they struggle, obviously, a lot. And they are not crazy psychopaths like the media likes to make them out to be. So, if you know, they never really say... That he is schizophrenic they just are like yo you made up this person and you're kind of like as the audience like is this schizophrenia um but let it be known that people with schizophrenia are not going out and creating psycho cults uh that go around and uh torment people so just gotta say that so um oh and then at the end i was like queen marla um where she's like you're an asshole and I don't want anything to do with you I was like go off then that's what I mean that like at the end of the movie she suddenly was like a character she suddenly was a person when he like realizes what he's done and he is trying to detach himself from this awful thing that he's created and trying to do the right thing she's suddenly a person and again I would like to think, maybe I'm wrong, but I would like to think that this is a critique on how men treat women because uh, throughout the entirety of the movie, I was like, God, I'm like going to be really disappointed that if th- th- this just ends and, you know, who's to say whatever. She's like, this is like a character who's not a character. Like, she just everything about her is in reaction to whatever Tyler or Edward Norton is doing. And that is like you know a common thing with female characters but at the end i was like oh oh that's pur- i think this is purposeful that's on purpose and she's like a two-dimensional or a, not a two-dimensional a one-dimensional um sort of character um because <laughs> she said uh she the line where she said she goes tyler you're the worst thing that ever happened to me I was like, oh, ate. Oh, she ate that. Oh, she ate him up. (laughs) Um, Oh, and then after that, I was like, okay, we're picking up pace. We're picking up pace. Let's go. Because for a second there, I got a little slow. You saw the reveal, and then I got a little slow again, and then we were picking up pace again. Oh, oh, what was the... Oh, you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs? Is that just a common saying? Or did... Or is that a a saying that they made for this movie? I don't think it was that common of a saying before. I'm gonna take a gander and say that it became a kind of funny popular saying after Fight Club. And then I just wrote, I just wrote, is that what that Succession quote is a reference to? The when um Tom goes, you can't <laughs> you can't make a Tomlet without breaking a few Gregs. <laughs> I was like, oh my god! I felt like the the Leonardo DiCaprio meme. I was like, oh my god, I know that. I know that. I know that. Um Oh, my friend that I <laughs> my friend that I was watching with when the when they're in the parking garage and he's fighting he's fighting uh he's in a parking garage. He's fighting Tyler. Edward Norton is fighting Tyler, but then they keep showing the security cam that he's not fighting anyone, that it's just himself. My friend that I was watching <laughs> My friend that I was watching with said this is just the Sean Mendes stitches music video and that really made me laugh. <laughs> um Oh, and then the 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 end I really liked. Um I liked Brad Pitt going um flashback humor and breaking the fourth wall. I thought that was funny. Um And then I just wrote I'm a whore for the beginning is the end. Like the, the that sort of trope where you start the movie and it's actually the end of the movie and you don't know until the end of the movie. I love that trope. Though you kinda of, you kinda of know with this one because he takes you back and you have the entirety of the movie. But I, I love I love I think that's really fun and creative. Um and then I wrote, Oh, he's gonna kill himself. Um, alright. Huh. And then and then yeah, and then Brad Pitt called him Ikea boy, and I laughed very hard at that and thought that was really, really funny. Um and then I just wrote Jesus. How is he alive? What is happening? This song? Because the very end... Uh, what song is that at the end of the movie? It's like a classic 90s fight club song ending. Oh, it's the Pixies. Where is my mind? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And, uh, and like anybody listening is going, you're an idiot. You didn't know that. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know what the song was called. Um... And then, yeah, that ending shot was, like, so cool. The way it was framed with them standing in the middle and all the explosions going on. And I'm assuming that that ending is, like, they die. Is I'm assuming. <laughs> I guess I don't know that. I also don't understand literally at all how he lived. I am confused about how Tyler had a bullet through the back of his brain and he's dead but Edward Norton for some reason has a bullet out of his neck. That didn't make sense to me at all. And I'm sure there is an explanation for that. Maybe it's a metaphorical. He killed Tyler, I guess. I don't know. I'll have to look that one up as well. Um but after that I just wrote thoughts completely chaotic, such chaos. Um and yeah, I think I I like middle of the movie I was like I would not rewatch this movie and then there was the twist at the end and I was like oh my god I'm gonna have to rewatch this movie (laughs) or maybe I'm maybe I won't like fully rewatch it um it's it's a very long movie but it's a it's a good movie um I just want to skip through and like find the parts where you're like oh wait wait like the Leo like I said like the Leonardo DiCaprio meme where you're going wait that's that oh my god that's that like once you know what the twist is and then you watch the movie i'm sure it's a completely different movie um but yeah i said low-key this is this is low-key a feminist movie say what you want i think that this is uh, one of those movies that that you know misogynistic men don't understand the plot of the movie they don't which i could be wrong on that i could be wrong on that but that's just my interpretation um I said, I thought this movie was gay into the twist. Yeah, I still kind of think it's gay, though. It's still a little bit gay because there's plenty of, plenty of like things you could talk about about the fact that men, the way that men idealize other men is like, right, do you just really look up to this man or are you suppressing something here? Because, you know, our society doesn't let people be gay. <laughs> Or thinks it's that's not the norm, um. But I wrote Tyler equals the ideal man. Men wish they could be. Uh, they are attracted to that version of men? Question mark. And then I wrote, I don't know. I'm probably thinking in too deep, um. Because I think, I think, I think you're doing the movie, uh, uh, injustice or misjustice if you're like, this is just a movie to, this is just a movie to have a good time this is just a fun movie to watch because I don't, I think it is deeper than that. I don't think, I think all cinema is arguably deeper than that. Like there's sure there are just feel good movies and I love those movies, but with a movie, this chaotic that has this many elements, nothing is unintentional. Everything is super intentional. Uh, every detail. And that's why I like kind of want to go back and rewatch it. Um, and then yeah the ending is confusing so let me if i go to reddit if i go to reddit and i look up some stuff let's see here if i look up fight club explanation on reddit let's see what comes up because my guess is that this is my guess is this is highly debated um and my guess is that A certain group of people feels a certain way about this movie and another group of people feels another way about this movie. Um, Oh, so it looks like I'm right. (laughs) Right off the bat, the first article that pulls up says, Fight Club, over 20 years later and bros are still missing the point of David Fincher's satire. Huh. This, wow. Not to pat myself on the back, haven't even read this article yet. Uh, but not to pat myself on the back, but it, it seems like I may be correct. Um, if you ever watched David Fincher's electrifying 1999 movie Fight Club and thought we should start a fight club, then congratulations, you've missed the point of Fight Club. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, let's see. However, that message. Wait, what message? Hold on. Uh, Thanks to burgeoning DVD market, Fight Club quickly found its audience thanks to one of the best DVD releases of all time, packed with special features and a message that resonates with audiences. However, that message has been misinterpreted over the years, and that could be due to uh, Fincher's desire to make Tyler Burden, Brad Pitt, so appealing to some folks they didn't see the larger movie was going on dude i love being right (laughs) like that's what i said is brad pitt's character is like the ideal man that men look up to so much and admire so much they don't see that it's terrible like the ideal man of brad pitt's character is like he's miserable it's an awful way to live and he creates tyler not the narrator not edward norton tyler And this alter ego creates terrible things and wreaks havoc on everyone. He creates awful things. Like, and that's the point is that like men shouldn't want to be this ideal man. They should just be able to be themselves. And that's okay. Edward Norton at the beginning of the movie should be able to go to the doctor and say, I can't sleep and I'm having mental health issues. And the doctor should just listen to him. You know what I mean? Like, that's the point. And the way that like they treat Helena Bonham Carter's character throughout the entire movie, she's an object. Like it's just it's a critique on it's both a critique on men and it's a service to men, if that makes sense. Like, uh, not to sound blah, blah, but the patriarchy is upheld by men, but men also suffer greatly from it. You know what I mean? It was created by men. It's upheld by men. But the only men that really benefit from it are the cis straight white men at the very, very, very top. The really, really wealthy guys are kind of the only men who benefit from it. Now, obviously, there are men from a day-to-day basis that are benefiting from whatever that word means in their own way, in their own lives, and whatever. But you're still just like it's just miserable it's miserable for literally everyone (laughs) you know what i mean like it's just this this pressure that we put on as a society the pressure that we put on people both men and women and non-binary people and everyone is just insufferable and we should just like not have to deal with that and i liked this movie and i think that's what it's saying and but I, i i like knew i knew that like the way that this movie has been perceived by a certain group of people and so i was like i don't know if i can say that that's what my take of the movie is because i'm gonna feel real silly if that's my take of the movie and then i'm being you know whatever but i think i think that i'm right according to i obviously have to do a little bit more research but um the reason fight club is so easy to misunderstand is that fincher beautifully sets up both the narrator's depression and tyler's appeal the narrator is a victim of capitalism unable to forge real human connections oh my god sorry oh uh, so instead he fills his life with stuff then you have tyler who at the outset espouses an alluring philosophy. Tyler represents freedom from the modern world. He isn't dependent on anything. He steals the fat he needs for soap and works odd jobs that allow him to pull juvenile pranks on the world. Tyler, portrayed with utmost confidence by Pitt, has everything figured out and speaks to to a post-capitalist uh, Melisse, where men trapped by crummy jobs and cheated out of things that were promised, parentheses being billionaires, movie gods, and rock stars, can only feel alive by beating the crap out of each other in darkened basements. These elements, the grotesqueness of the narrator's existence coupled with the appeal of Tyler's offer, are meant to bring us into the understanding of why anyone would want to find a fight club interesting in the first place. Fincher puts our sympathies with the narrator, which makes sense since he's the protagonist. We have to go where he goes, and Fincher knows that the audience isn't just going to automatically accept living in a... Dilopidated home and punching other dudes for jollies. If Fight Club has a problem, it's that Fincher makes that lifestyle so interesting that some audience members don't allow the turn into rejection and seeing why Tyler's philosophy is so deeply flawed. Tyler Durden's philosophy is essentially one that pinpoints a real problem, the disconnect of the postmodern age fueled by capitalism and alienation, and offers a child solution. The narrator is offered a connection with someone who is real, who is actually on his wavelength, Marla, and he, he, and he rejects her like a small boy who kicks a girl in the shins because he can't express that he likes her. Oh, Sorry. It should be noted that the small boy's behavior isn't worth condoning, but this is how small boys express themselves. Instead, he retreats to a childish impulse of a group of immature men hitting each other in the private club while their personal time they play pranks on the world under the banner of rebellion. So, what you're telling me is my film degree is doing something. <laughs> so what you're telling me is that i'm right i let me i'm reading all this let me credit this article this our article is by matt goldberg uh and it's by the collider or collider is the publishing company um wrote on november twenty fourth, 2022 so pretty recent um yeah so like literally everything that i said <laughs> oh that makes me feel good um yeah it's just capitalism and that's why i was saying earlier like the first i just love visual representations of corporate america and capitalism and it sucks and i guess you don't like i think unless you've been in the working class you maybe don't get it and maybe that's why maybe the audience i don't know i don't know i think i think they're right that tyler his character is so appealing to men that they missed the entire point of the movie They see Brad Pitt and they see his, (laughs) at one point I said, uh, Brad Pitt has a slutty little waist. (laughs) They see Brad Pitt, they see his slutty little waist, they see his pecs and his abs, and they're like, yeah, give me that. Yeah, that's what I want. And they miss the complete, they miss the entire point of the movie that, like, that's unattainable. Like, and it's, this is an escape from the real problem, which is patriarchy and capitalism. And this is, this is a child's like, like solution to this. This is like, this is not realistic and it does more harm to everyone in the end. And that, that entire point of like men have this issue and they, they, men have an issue and they, they'll make it everyone's problem. (laughs) Sorry, I (laughs) made myself off of that one. They have a problem. They have a problem. You'll know. (laughs) Men have a problem and they make it everyone's issue. They make it everyone's problem. Like, the the way that, uh, (laughs) like, they just, they just destroy, they literally, like, destroy an entire city at the end. I don't understand how you can get to the end of this movie and be like, no, yeah, like, they were the good guys. Like, they, you just, they destroyed a a city. Everything is destroyed. Bob is dead. (laughs) Bob is dead. And so is Chloe. And I don't think Chloe got her dick. Like... (laughs) hello oh my god what a funny movie what a funny goofy movie another good movie i've seen that one though um (laughs) a goofy movie what a like i think it's i think it's a really it's i think it's a wonderful movie to be honest now uh not now (laughs) but i think it's a great movie and i had a lot of thoughts after watching it last night but i like was nervous i guess to like articulate those thoughts and like know that a whole group of people is gonna is gonna completely disagree with me and all of my thoughts but that's fine you know if men want to be mad and whatnot that they missed the entire point of this movie that's fine um but yeah man man respected David Fincher a great movie he did a great job um really good job on uh articulating men and uh articulating men in their and their <laughs> cry baby ways i guess <laughs> not really uh, that's why that's why i said it was a feminist movie because feminism a huge part of feminism is uh is the struggles of men and that's just true and the way that the patriarchy uh also suppresses men and they're not allowed to just exist as they are and they're constantly but they're they're also the ones upholding that you know And that's, I think that's the point. And then, yeah, you can also go into a huge thing about capitalism. And I, like I said, I love seeing corporate America just get absolutely like completely accurately represented on screen because at least in today's day and age, I would argue that the, like, the way I love seeing it, like, represented not completely accurately to like how it looks i don't know if that's gonna make sense but like just the idea of like gray blazers gray pants gray like white shirt and like that's today at least not entirely accurate you know that everyone is wearing the same thing and everyone's cubicles look the same there's like a degree of accuracy to that but i think it's more of that's how it feels in corporate america there's no individualism at all like you are not a person you are a number you are a worker you must do xyz and then if (laughs) if you've worked if you're in the working class that is exactly how it feels um you get this much time on your break and you get this and you get this and you get this and you clock out at the end of the day and you try to forget about work um and I love seeing that within film; it's pretty great. Um, yeah, but I think that's it for the most part. Um, it's really good film, really good film. Um, props to David Fincher, and I'm glad that I'm glad that I looked up at least one article. Um, one article. I still don't understand at the end though. I still don't understand at the end how he's not dead. The Fight Club ending explained reveals thematic death beyond its twist, making the movie's narrative more ambiguous but still meaningful. I just don't understand how... The, how is he not dead? That's all I care about. Um, he'd like to undo Durden's work. The narrator knows that he can't stop Project Manhattan's plan, so he simply watches it unfold. No, but how is he not dead? okay the narrator shoots himself and then stands with his girlfriend marla and watches okay but how is he not dead <laughs> maybe i have to just suspend my suspend my system of beliefs but um i just don't understand like that's such a choice to have tyler be shot through the head and he gets shot through the, through the neck uh, tyler only exists in his mind the narrator shoots himself and stands with the girlfriend okay. But, but explain to me how he's not dead oh uh shoots himself in the face something that oh okay uh the fight club ending explained that the narrator shoots himself in the face something that all tyler's imagery muscles can't help him with seemingly killing the psychological manifestation of his own inner conflict in the aftermath it appears as though the narrator survived and tyler Durden died. But with the narrator's questionable sanity central to Fight Club's story, can the imaginary Tyler Durden really be killed? A bullet isn't a concern for Durden, as he has no physical body to harm. However, it's not the bullet that kills Tyler Durden. It's the willpower exerted by the narrator pulling the trigger. Throughout Fight Club, Tyler tells the narrator to surrender control, and in shooting himself, he both surrenders it and seizes it in one single action. This is ultimately what dismisses Durden. The choice to act in a way that removes all control, both defies and appeases Tyler, allowing the narrator to regain a grasp on his own sanity. David Fincher's comments on mental illness and fight club seem to be a statement on empowerment. By confronting his own struggles, albeit in an incredibly self-destructive way, the narrator begins to move past them. So it is a metaphorical death, but I still am just a little bit confused on why he shot through the head why tyler gets shot through the head and and the narrator is shot through the neck edward norton shot through the neck but i guess they're saying that tyler gets shot through the head because he's been using his muscles and his physical strength the entire movie Uh, and that's that's something that's not gonna help him (laughs) in that moment i guess i don't know um but really good movie completely misunderstood and i'm glad that i've looked up now (laughs) and seen that uh that i was correct i was (laughs) right. i'm glad i'm glad i'm glad to know that this this these classes i guess are doing something um (laughs) but yeah um i'm not sure what we're gonna watch next week um I might do The Godfather. I think I'm too chicken still to watch like Interstellar. Somebody, um, one of my friends suggested Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. I don't think I can watch that. (laughs) I'm not a horror person. The, the amount of horror that I can handle is like, is Peel Jordan Peel because that's more, I can do psychological thrillers. That's why I think I'll be okay. I'll be okay with American psycho. I think, um, I can do psychological thrillers. I can't do horror. I don't know why. I know it's a, it's a great genre. Um, but I just, I can't, I'll be up at night and I'll cry (laughs) and I can't do it. I'm a chicken. Um, so next week, I don't know. I kind of, at some point too, I kind of want to watch Star Wars. Oh, and then I was also going to say as well, that this, like, I'm not going to limit myself on this to just, um, movies. So like, uh, I would love to do like albums as well or even TV shows. I've never seen Seinfeld and I know that's an incredibly, like it's one of the both Seinfeld and the Sopranos never seen the Sopranos. And I don't think we would do like watch the entire thing because that would be a lot. That would be like, I'd have to be in here recording a lot. Um, so I don't know if we'll do that per se, but, um, maybe watch like the pilot or watch like a few episodes, uh, like, uh, do a recap or whatever like a few episodes that would be a cool idea let me write that down um, i don't forget what did i just say the sopranos and seinfeld um and then there's also seinfeld there's also like um albums like music albums which that might be hard to do because i don't th- i can't really play copyrighted music but um albums would be cool like Uh, and i'm gonna get a lot of crap when i say this but i've never listened to like renaissance (laughs) like and i know there's other classic albums that i haven't listened to all the way through um uh i'm trying to think i'm a lot of i've like listened to i'm a big queen fan so i've listened to like all of queen essentially. I know that. Like Olive Queen, they have an insanely large discography. Uh, And I used to listen to the Beatles growing up all the time. I grew up with a very um, hard rock kind of dad. So he was playing rock all the time, classic rock all the time in the house. There's also a lot of country and a lot of Jimmy Buffett. So in in those worlds, I'm pretty versed. Uh, For some reason in pop, not as much um i listened to taylor swift's on repeat and that's about it so but yeah but later you know um we can uh we can do we can we can we can you know play around watch some different movies watch some different tv shows i know um i'm gonna do probably when it gets closer to, like, October and it gets a little bit colder. I don't know why, because for some reason to me, Lord of the Rings is so fall-coded. It's so cozy. You have to, like, snuggle up with a blanket and some hot tea and watch Lord of the Rings. Um, But probably do, like, a a themed, like, three weeks of watching Lord of the Rings. That would be really fun. Um, But yeah, I've got a lot of ideas going around in my head, so stay tuned. Uh, Hopefully more episodes to come within the following weeks and yeah thanks for listening if you made it all the way through <laughs> if you listen to me ramble and talk about how gay and feminist this movie was <laughs> props to you uh, and yeah i'll see y'all soon